Chapter Seven of From Sunrise Lands Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Seven Kyoto and Onwards. My times lie in thy hand, perfect the cup as planned. Browning. Kyoto, September ninth. An Eastern Carnival, is it describable? can i make it live for you last time i wrote i longed for a fire-dipped pen but now it seems as if one could write with one's own heart blood if by any means we could touch thumb all week a matsuri has been raging eleven hundred years ago this wonderful old city was founded and partly in commemoration of that and partly as a consecration of a new temple a fete has been proclaimed and revelry runs riot passing through the town by day you see signs of it but not until the city is wrapped in darkness and myriads of coloured lights gleam out and its streets throb with intensest life can you dream what the east can do it is not easy to reduce the maze and blaze to black and white but i must try to tell you something of what i saw an hour ago we are riding together in a kuruma a japanese girl and i spinning along through deserted streets dark and still we hear in the distance the beat of drums the clang of cymbal the hum of a thousand voices suddenly it breaks into a roar and we are in the midst of it all caught in the whirl swept along with it through streets all shining with crimson light over bridges reflected in crimson lit waters under arches dropping with crimson fire it is as if the stars had fallen upon earth changing colour as they fell a burst of all kinds of music nebuchadnezzar's orchestra in full swing drowns our voices should we try to speak a blaze of colour vivid gorgeous dazzles us as we look some strange pandemonium this might be so frenzied so unearthly does it seem onward rushes the mighty rabble another coming from another quarter meets it there is a lock and wedged in the corner between the two we watch the weird happenings around us so unwestern they defy description men and women in exchanged attire and gaudy colours flit past and mingling with uncanny monster forms dance the wild matsuri dance with abandonment inconceivable every step a parody every gesture a caricature dragons griffins reptiles fishes birds there are all dancing waving fans shouting howling singing noising in one form or another in chorus perfectly bewildering old crones with wrinkles showing through the paint babies wrapped in rainbow hues gazing with astonished eyes children gay as butterflies and as bewitching men of good position in grotesque masks women of the gentler order forgetting all refinement in the strange glamour of the hour endlessly on and on they swarm for the throng has parted now and we are on the wing suddenly a monkey-masked creature with a lantern fastened in his hair catches a glimpse of us struggles across waves his fan in our faces and with a yell of what a fine fellow am i rushes on another swings his lantern round us and gives chase they meet posture wave their fans dancing all the time fling themselves into the crowd and are lost in the tumultuous swirl and now there is a break in the solid central mass and we look up to see lights swinging high overhead hung upon waving bamboo branches while the shrill ting-ting of the kane 
pierces the monotonous thud of the drum a huge car is coming drawn by scores of revellers it is festooned with flowers and tinsel and wreathed with chains of light standing within it and walking before and after are girls robed in silks and crepes palest shades of pink and blue glittering with embroideries of gold and silver they're twanging the jecking beating the bells pale expressionless faces are theirs dead vacant joyless their heavy half-shut eyes hardly glance at the revelry around them their weary feet drag slowly on we turn away heartsick for this is heathendom indeed then our kuruma man speaks have we seen enough ah yes and far more he takes us home and we leave behind us the chaos of sound and colour and mirth all hollow and sin all dark and in the silence of a pain we cannot conquer we find ourselves just spirit crushed and with no language but a cry dear friends it is awfully real this heartless hopeless heathendom much is said about the work done in one sense much has been and is being done but with it all the very verge of the fringe has not been touched said one of the kyoto missionaries to me to-day sometimes i wonder if japan will ever be one for christ and it seems somehow as though even out here our eyes are so taken up with looking at the tiny corner the station or school where our work lies that we simply lose sight of the world outside the compound the world that lieth in wickedness the city wholly given to idolatry may god keep us from getting accustomed to the awful verities which encompass us yonago province of hokie september twenty first three o'clock a m after vainly trying to forget the odours and lilliputians in slumber i turn to the forlorn hope that the writing of a missionary journal may prove as sedative in its effect as the sometime reading thereof we reached matsuya safely after a voyage round the coast which was undiluted woe then owing to some mistake in the japanese part of my passport i was politely but imperatively turned out of the province of izumu and consigned to the adjoining hokia until it should be rectified it is a rather curious sensation for a free briton to find oneself thus under the strong arm of the law but in everything give thanks you may like to hear something more of kyoto japan's old capital and japanese dates go back a long way the first great emperor jimu tenno came to the throne in sixteen sixty b c at least so they say i stayed there with kind american friends who worked the girls mission school connected with the doshisha college and they very thoughtfully planned so as to show me something of their city from above it looked like a waste of low black huts from without like a maze of streets temples and bridges from within like a curio cabinet essentially it is a city of temples and its temples beautiful works of art are among its chief sights they took me to one but all the time we were in it it seemed to me as though the master were looking down with such surprise in his eyes how could we care to see what grieved him so i think that unless he sends me to one as his messenger i have entered a heathen temple for the last time we saw the famous cloisonnet works among the vases were a pair they were making for the emperor three years of careful work would barely suffice to finish them upon the foundation of copper or enamel fine silver wire is laid in the desired pattern the intricacies are then filled in 
with enamel powder in delicate colours atom by atom much rubbing polishing and burning follows and the work completed is likely to be a joy forever for it is practically unbreakable as we watch the careful handling and tireless skill expended upon each tiny vase and cup we thought of what job says thine hands took pains about me and thanked him it was so we saw the palace in the walls surrounding it and its gardens there is an indentation a concession to the power of evil spirits from this still spot proceeded for centuries that strange strong rule from invisible mikados one felt in the very centre of a marvellous civilization fast vanishing into the land of myth one seemed to feel its heart beat fainter fainter we stood there in the silence of the twilight the eaved roofs and gnarled pine branches darkened against the pale pink flush in the west and then we came away near to the old palace stands the christian college founded by the burning-souled nishima-san type of the best part of the change the years are bringing and near to it is the beautiful school where japan's gentle maidenhood may learn what their mothers never dreamed of all things pass the cross it standeth fast no blast of time no hurricane of earth's rude clime can shake its heavenly steadfastness evening my dear little teacher and helper m san the dundee y w c a s gift to me is with me here she has been translating for me while i talk to the hotel waitress about sin what it is and is not she seemed to think that to kill an animal must be the sum total of human wickedness while to tell a lie if for purposes of courtesy mattered not at all but anything in reason is permissible if politeness is in question a servant of whom we know wanted to leave her situation she did not like to hurt her mistress by telling her so so she got her father to telegraph that he was ill dying in fact and wanted her home at once thus armed with conclusive proof of the need for her immediate departure she cheerfully stated the case and begged leave of absence the fact that the little plot was discovered did not in the least disconcert her her conscience was innocent of pricks if it must be a case of scylla and charybdis far better be slightly untruthful than seriously rude in this as in everything else the power of god puts all straight they that stumbled are girded with strength this afternoon i went with miss porter who works here to see a young girl the only christian in her family her gentle mother is inquiring now and listened attentively while miss p read and talked the daughter putting in a bright word now and then to clarify the meaning after reading and prayer she offered to play for us it seemed a curious sequel but was her way of expressing her thanks then came a long tune in two notes without apparent beginning or end all a monotonous middle after which we bowed profusely and farewelled you will know how solemnly we praise god for an opportunity through his grace bought up when you hear that our old man at matsuya has died or as i trust we may say gone home it was malarial fever his wife says he passed away clasping his testament in his hands we had hoped he would live to god's glory but he knows best september twenty ninth still here there must be some reason for this break in our plans changing the d of disappointment into an h makes everything right another of those seed sayings which help one so at times was given to me by miss tristram of the c m s at osaka 
from whose nursery for god of which i saw something and from which i learn much emson comes here it is then with christ for men it will bear thinking out and its reverse is equally beautiful with men for christ one more for perhaps somebody may be helped a little by what helps us much it is the yes lord of trustful acquiescence in whatever he may say or do or ask let us look straight up to him and give him a glad yes lord not grudgingly or of necessity for god loveth a cheerful giver you know the lines i give you the end of a golden string only wind it into a ball it will lead you straight to heaven's gate built in jerusalem's wall just such a golden string end is this simple sweet yes lord let us wind it into a ball and following it we shall find ourselves in the presence of the king of peace himself we were down by the lakeside today we sat on the rocks from which many a weary one has flung himself out of life close beside a buddha reposes the living christ stood to welcome stephen when wicked hands hurled him heavenward the dead buddha sits impassive while his devotees sob and sink as we sat there musing thus a peasant came carrying a bundle of prayer papers which he proceeded to paste all over the image then he bowed clapped scattered some rice before it knelt to pray and rose to go we told him of the one great hearer and answerer and as we talked a fisherman with a basketful of cuttlefish joined us he too listened but observing that the creature's tentacles were hanging over the basket edge he interrupted us to shake them in and seemed very slightly interested and then they moved off bowing oh how one needs to be kept from hopelessness which is faithlessness after throwing one's whole soul into the moment's message it is hard to see it tossed aside as a thing of no importance and the whisper is sure to come is it any use but it must be for god is and god loves these poor dark souls far far more than we do there is a little church here the christians who belong rather to the upper ten have been kind in calling upon us at one time there was great opposition which as usual meant blessing coming the hotel folk are most kindly one of the girls has just been inquiring if i should care for a chicken instead of the perpetual fish and my prompt no thanks has astonished her the reason however she knows not one day i saw them plucking the poor things before they were dead and don't desire a repetition it is not that they are cruel perhaps less so than any nation but being buddhists they are not expert in taking life fish it would seem they don't consider belong to the animal creation at all but perhaps they argue that they die naturally being foolishly unable to go on living when extracted from the water the aforesaid little maid touched me much yesterday something had sent my thoughts home and i wasn't very hungry she sat as they always do while we demolish our gozen ready to supply more rice or tea and i noticed her eyes filled with tears as she looked at me then she turned to m san and said she thought i must be lonely so far from my honourable country i fear i wasn't very heroic for the tears in her eyes brought them to mine and for a minute or two she and m san interchanged honourable poison of spirit is which meant how sorry they were and then we had a talk with her telling her why it was and how if she would believe in and love the saviour who loved her so much that he had brought me all this long way to tell her of him 
i would be gladder than words could tell and not the least sorry she asked oh no not the least sorry only glad for ever and ever i have left my own dear home for you she seemed to believe it and went away to tell one of the other girls wasn't it loving of her to care we are having nice times with the children yesterday i was alone when for the first time they came and very shyly bowed themselves in they wanted to see the foreigner rather than to hear the message but after a few minutes of mute gazing they gathered closely round me and all sitting in a circle on the floor we sang light of grace we are wandering about upon the dark road god is love people vanish the earth changes grace does not god is love clouds cover the sky but the face of love is always bright god is love and through all sorrow god gives us hope and comfort god is love oh let us love too the honourable god not exactly a child's hymn but it takes here perhaps because the thought of a god who is love is so marvellously new to them so eager were the dear little things to learn it that they had quite caught both words and tune before m san came in then she explained it most sweetly to them and they learned come unto me all ye that are tired and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest repeating it over and over again until they knew it perfectly we closed the little meeting with a short simple prayer each repeating it aloud o oh god you love me please help me to know and love you then they went away with the promise that in the evening we would teach them more the evening came and so did they bringing with them several older girls in the middle of our talk the paper wall slipped aside and revealed quite a large group of men and women who had been listening outside and wanted to hear better so they came in too and for over an hour there was not a sound while for the first time they heard the story of jesus and his love can you in the least imagine how helpless one feels in such a moment how one is as it were thrown back upon and shut up to the power of the living god oh the intense solemnity of it to think from your lips for the first time they hear the message of life and that they may never hear it again of the much you want to tell what to tell how to tell one longs to so speak that they may believe for naturally listening does not imply believing and yet one expects supernatural rather than natural results to follow every meeting of god with man oh for the mighty convicting convincing power of the holy ghost oh for faith to remove mountains to expect them to be removed pray for us for the mountains are very tangible and our faith is very weak lord increase our faith increase it until nothing shall be impossible unto us a day or two has passed since i told you of our yesterday and i must add one word of praise this morning a message came from one of the men who were present at the meeting and to whom we had sent a testament to say that he was reading it and had many things to ask might he come to hear the truth of the true god he came and we had a very earnest little time together he had never seen a bible and was full of wonder over it he had read all the gospels and was deeply impressed with john six the connection between the miracle of the loaves and the subsequent teaching had struck him and he wanted to understand it he had been searching through the labyrinths of the world's beliefs to find the clue to the true one and now he said this book had something the others had not and he must read more gladly we lent it to him again let us pray and believe too 
that the blessed spirit of truth may guide him into all truth the other day we climbed a hill near the lake and after the turmoil of life below we rested ourselves upon the peaceful loveliness of mountain wood and water then we looked down upon the poor little sin-tossed town lying in the shadow at our feet even as we looked an answer to our longings shaped itself in symbol before us built as it is in the shape of a twofold cross whichever way we looked we saw the sign of victory and coming down the steep hillside in the glow and the glory of sunset our hearts sang hallelujah end of chapter seven recording by expatriate in bangor maine